Welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited because I have the lovely Tatiana Fecikova today with me. And she's a business mentor to leaders, change makers, and innovators who want to create a legacy and impact that matters. And that basically creates a ripple effect in the lives of many. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm excited. Thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. So I'm honored. Yeah, and I'm super excited about the, the topic we are or I or we have picked today about money mindset. But first, as usual, I just would love to hear a little bit from you. Like, who are you? What's your story? What do you do? So If you go back, I don't go obviously too much into detail. So um, I originally come from Slovakia and um, I left my country when I was 18, originally first to Germany and then to England. And obviously, as we are talking about money today, I grew up pretty poor, but somehow I always wanted to explore and that wasn't really known back then. People would just, you know, like... Let's let's have a good school, let's have a good grades, go to university, yeah. find a nice job, you know, get married. Um, and my parents obviously wanted to have a better future for me. So mm -hmm. they wanted me to go to uni. But as soon as I was 18, I was just like, let's explore the world. So I left mm -hmm. and I was like, let's see what's out there. And then 14 years later, I think it was when I was in England and I was sitting and I was thinking, what are you doing? Like yeah. you have been 14 years out and you haven't achieved anything. You still, you know, you still, I just felt so disappointed in myself because I thought I could do better. Yeah. So that really gave me kind of like aha moment, like, okay, what do I want to do now? And that brought me to the personal development world. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you started out there. I think you also at some point started out in the coaching industry and, um, Yeah, like what what is your your main main focus nowadays? Is it still personal development? Is it investing? Um for me, I think I always knew internally, um, especially I've got a kind of personality, you know, like when you do a values exercise and if yeah. it, you know, if people who are listening to your podcast have not done that yet, I cannot stress enough how important it is to know what really is important to you personally rather yeah. than following other people's formulas and stuff because they might not align with your own values and what's important to you. So when I did my values exercise, one of them was um, obviously also variety and change and growth. Um, so I always knew that I want to do different things, kind of not kind of split focus, 
mm-hmm. but I knew that personal development and coaching or mentoring, should I say, yeah. will be part of something bigger that is in my kind of journey, life journey, you know, where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So I think personal development for me is just part of what I will be doing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, like as, as, as we know, I started to look into investments now as well, because I really feel if you're an entrepreneur, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket and you should mm-hmm. diversify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have already mentioned quite a lot that I really want to go deeper in today. And I, it's always in the beginning of interviews. It's like, where shall I start? Like I have questions to this thing, what you just said and to that. Mm. So I think um, I would like to start a little bit more with your values. Like you said, variety. And the second one was growth or what was right. So, so for my values, and mm-hmm. this is probably good to keep in mind. So when I started and obviously, you know, at the time I, had completely different mindset. I didn't know anyone who was doing this kind of stuff. If something was really alien for me, I remember first time I came across it was I was working in a music venue mm-hmm. and I was reading a paper and someone was like working in Bali on a computer. And I was like, what people what? like exist? Where do they live? Where do they, where can I find them? Because I didn't know anyone like that. In fact, I actually knew only people who would be really scared to do something like this. So it was quite hard at the beginning because I didn't have any kind of support system. Mm. So I had to go out and find them, which actually was one of my biggest fears to overcome as an introvert and empath Mm. (laughs) and sensitive person, as you've got podcasts about, you know, about this kind of stuff. And I remember I made myself to go to networking events and I used to hide in the toilets. I was sweating so badly, but I still done it because it was my focus to overcome that. So, you know, like one lesson is to surround yourself with people who show you opportunities and possibilities. Um, So the values exercise, when I first time started, I didn't know what coaching or mentoring was at all. I actually had to Google it. And I didn't really know myself at all. I was just going with what was given to me, yeah. if, if if you know what I mean. Yes. Like wherever life took me, I was just going with it rather than actually actively doing something and being proactive in changing my yeah. path to where I would like to be. Mm-hmm. So I've done my values exercise and um, my first business idea actually was decluttering because I like to declutter. But I knew quite early on when I've done my first test client, it's not going to work because my number one value, which was freedom, freedom, okay, mm-hmm. wasn't included, even though the, the other four were. But the most important one wasn't. So I knew straight away, scrap the idea, it's not going to work. It, you know, you're going to save yourself lots of pain. Yeah. So my values, um, how I've done it, if people would like to do it, you can just go on the internet and just put, you know, like values exercise into Google and it will show you some words and just pick up the, the trick here is to pick up the first three and five most important ones and in order. So let's say for me, the first one is freedom. The second one is impact. And there is change in variety and exploration and discovery. And how you go on about it is, okay, so if I had, for example, change, but I wouldn't have freedom, would it be okay with me? And then you say, no, actually, freedom's more important to me. So it goes up. So yeah. it needs to be in order of the importance to you as well. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So freedom is still your number one, basically. Yeah. Yeah, always. As an Aquarian, <laughs> freedom and independence is really important to it's, us. Yeah. It's like the biggest ever. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I also love what you shared about um, in the beginning, you weren't really proactive on your path. You basically like stuff was thrown at you and then you followed it. And I think it's still like now that you're more on, on your entrepreneurial path, it is still a very, or for the independence, it's still a very important difference because many people get thrown stuff at them and they don't act upon them so I think it is like amazing also for people who struggle with that who say like mm, I'm not never active by myself yeah you still can great create amazing things with that so I just wanted to to point this out for everyone in the audience as well that if you follow what is thrown at you in a in a, in a way like you did you can still end up in a beautiful place and yeah. um Perhaps like the next question would be because you touched on mindset already and coming from a poor place, coming from a place, um, especially in Eastern countries, I've heard this more often, like it's very like you have to follow this path and university, marry and all of that. And you didn't do that. So was it was it still a struggle for you to overcome this mindset because you were born into that? So even though we do something totally different, it was still part of you. How did that go? Um. I mean, when, when I fast forward to now, you know, overcoming that money mindset I had, for example, just, just you know, like one level of all the different things we have to go through, um, I actually realized that I have broken our generational lineage of being poor, you know, like I'm probably the only female in our kind of... And that's quite hard to break because you always carry those beliefs like... Oh, be worried about money, you know, like everyone who is rich is stealing, you know, and 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 all this kind of like, oh, it's not for me. It's on I'm a normal person. It's only for those people who who are lucky. Not realizing that actually we are not being taught, you know, at school we are being taught book smarts, but we are not being taught financial smarts, yeah. how to deal Smart. with money. No one teaches you about that. So that was quite hard to break because all I knew when I went abroad, obviously I started in like small paying jobs like au pair, where you used to earn like 300 euros a month. I mean, can you imagine like live out of 300 euros a month? Or, you know, like when I came here, I think it was around 70 pounds a week. Crazy. And I still managed to save two grand in eight months. Yeah. So what was it in you? Because um, I like, this is really amazing that you basically went from being in debt and creating the mindset to, to invest, like to have money on the side, to build wealth on the side, to invest. Like, what do you think has been the, the main shift that this is possible? For me, uh, I mean, obviously, like what we said, you know, I was being reactive to the environment, like, oh, let's just take what's given to me and hope for the best. Um, and I really started to think like, are we given our, you know, like our life? How How is it going to be for us? Or do we actually create our own path? You know, and I was like, oh, let's just have fun with it and experiment. Because what I realized I was doing, I was living in like shared houses with like 10 people. They were, you know, like you would find like pubic hair in a bathroom. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> people would steal people would steal your food you know and stuff like that so it, oh it was horrible so i was just like i don't want to live like that yeah. so i really wanted to better the life standard mm. you know like i had um and it was really hard because i didn't think i deserved it 
And also when I came here, I was always told like, oh, you, you are Eastern European, even though we are Central Europe, never mind. Um, you know, like you are Eastern European, all you can do is work for minimum wage and clean underpath toilets and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. And I actually believed it for, for the first year and so. But then I was like, no, surely, you know, I came abroad to have better future, to explore what's out there I might not know about. So it's like being thrown into unknown, you know, you have to learn new language, new mindset, because different cultures, different kind of behavior sometimes. And I embrace it, but I was actually fed up with like always keeping on the lower end of it, you know, like always being poor and being okay with it. Like when I was spending, whatever I earned, I used to be like, okay, so let's go and buy this. And the next week I will make up for it because this is how much I will get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And every month would be just like, this is how much you get paid. This is how much goes out, you know? Mm-hmm. There was like nothing left. So I wanted to change my mindset because um, when I signed up for the first course and it wasn't actually um cheap course at all i think it like was personal like, development course yeah right? mm-hmm. yeah so um it's really it's really st- at that time my mindset was like oh I, I won't even buy trainers for me until it's like falling apart and it's only like 30 pounds for example yet i signed up for course which was around 10k in payment plans because mm-hmm. i couldn't obviously afford that much i didn't have that much money in my account um and yeah, I mean, I was just hoping I will make my business happen at the time mm-hmm. and it will come back to me. However, I wasn't, I didn't have strong foundations of mindset, you know, the energy work. I didn't know myself. And I, I think six months later, really burned out like on all levels and took step back completely from everything because um, I was at the place where I really thought, um, I couldn't even speak properly. It was like really bad. I, yeah. I literally went just like burned out on all levels. Okay. So what I like two things I'm hearing, like the one thing is what, what helped you break the mindset was probably part of your, or change the mindset was probably part of this, um, one of your values of um, exploration. Like you are like just curious in nature and yeah, like a little bit of stubbornness of like, I don't want to live like that. Like, yeah, you changed countries. You wanted to break that pattern. And in the end, you just found yourself in the same place, just in a different country. And yeah, and then you made it work. So, and the other thing now that obviously if you keep doing that, or if you start that work, yeah, you can end in burnout. So the next question obviously would be, how did you get yourself out there? Like, what was it then? Was it still the explorative mind or did you come across like one thing, like one specific, like first you did the value exercise. Did you come um, across another exercise that then helped you to get out of that or a person? What was it then? At that time, I stepped back, you know, and I was working on myself because I really felt like internally I have to get myself okay. And I think this is like quite um, important step. Lots of people miss, you know, when they start their own business, they just like rush into something without building proper foundations on all levels, like, you know, spiritual, mental, physical, you know, like financial. Mm. We really have to build like strong foundation and we have to like, overcome our own limitations in order to be able to actually help someone else. Mm-hmm. If we cannot help ourselves, how can you, you know, help others 
on the same level. Um, so what actually helped me was with all the investing into the courses and obviously then taking a step back and not earning enough at the time, I found myself going into debts, uh, which I chose to ignore. Okay. <laughs> That's when we put like our head into the sand. However, it's not going to go away. So we can probably go into it later. But what actually was like, a, I think, breaking point for me was... Um, I remember I was looking back, like we said, you know, I've been here 14 years. What did I achieve? Like, I was so disappointed in myself, but without judgment, you know, I, I just felt sad for myself. Like, is this what you what you wanted, you know? What you want to do in next 10 years? Like, it's time to change. So I think that was like that kind of moment for me. And the breaking point for me, it's quite fun. We go between point A to point B and we are quite comfortable until we go to point C. And mine was when I got the debt letter through. Okay. So that was like that breaking point, like, wow, how did I get to this point? Like, this was like, this is unacceptable. I seriously need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And, um, okay, more questions coming up. However, what, like, just explain a little bit um, what means a debt, le uh, debt letter? Okay, so debt letter basically meant um, when I got my credit card so I can afford to get those mm -hmm. courses I wanted, mm -hmm. um, They were maxed out, they were all a limit. And um, when the bank was calling me or, you know, writing to me, I've chosen not to pick up the phone as, as if it would go away. And debt letter basically means when the bank moves your debt into debt company, and this is serious because now they can come and start to take your assets. Okay. And so basically I got the letter and I was like, oh no, like how did you get yourself to this point? This is... And I was just, yeah, so that was my break. That was my breaking point to breakthrough point. I literally, the second I've seen the letter, I went upstairs, made a spreadsheet of all the money I owned, called the debt company. Even though you hated calling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Called the debt company and I actually set up like a payment plan mm -hmm. with them every month. I couldn't afford a lot at the time. It was only like 20 pounds a month, but that's at least beginning. It's taking action towards you know, what you want rather than, yeah. So that, that was, that was my, that was my breaking to breakthrough point when I was just like, something needs to change because okay. at the time I was so badly in a financial situation and I really didn't see a way out. If it wasn't for my housemate, I wouldn't be eating because I couldn't afford food. And that was seriously like twice, um, situation where I was thinking like I'll have to go home because I cannot afford to pay the rent I don't want to get you know become homeless because I would have done yeah. um so that would be like kind of easy way out of it because I could have easily gone home and just live back with my parents but that wasn't an option for me so option b in my head didn't exist there was only option a like get yourself out of this Yeah, and I love that um, that what you what you mentioned, um, like it's not about putting your head into the sand and pretending it's not there. Like you became this way, or you got this wake up call of this letter that actually people are going like you can put your head into the sand. However, people are going to come to your house and take things away from the house. So it's actually like if you don't do anything, they will do something. So there's not an option anymore. And that you said you had to, or that you in that moment, or in general, I think in every breaking point breaking through point or breaking point 
like your job is or not your job, what helps you to, to change that is taking like a tiny action. And if it's just like what you said, 20 euros, which is nothing, I don't know what your debt was. However, 20 euros a month, you know, that's like 200 euros a year, you know? So it's not changing a lot. However, it's not about the, the amount of money. It's like the tiny action into the direction where you're headed, like where you want to be. I think that's, it's such a tiny sentence and it has all, like it has everything in there. Can you, ex can you explain a bit more around that? Um, I mean, I remember at that time I was on the phone to my friend and I really, because quite often we think from, from the situation we are in and that's all we see because obviously we see like, oh my God, how am I going to pay next month's rent? You know, how am I going to X, Y, Z? And if we think from that point of view, which is normal for us to think because that's all we see. And I was talking to my friend and I remember when I finished the call, I was like, what am I worried about? When I go back and look on certain situations when they were quite, you know, desperate, nothing bad really happened. I always somehow overcame it or there was like kind of opportunity that might have come that would help me to not be in that desperate situation. So I realized I was born survivor and that actually gave me also courage to actually be able to take myself out of that situation and as if look from the outside, mm -hmm. not to be like emotionally attached to it, which is really hard to do, obviously. Um, so yeah, so that helped me to realize that I can get myself out of it. And also, as you said, had I thought about, because my debt was around five-figure debt, you know, mm -hmm. And um, at the time, how much I was earning would take me at least 10 years to pay, pay it off. Had I been thinking like that, and I had at the beginning, because I was like, oh my God, this is going to take me like 10 years to pay off. How am I going to do that? But then I was thinking, you know what? You don't know what's going to happen in six months time. Maybe there will be new opportunities. You can make different things happen. You know, like that also happened, obviously. Um But that helped me to shift my mindset, to look more into empowerment rather than the lack of it. Yeah. And I literally decided at that point, I'm going to concentrate. It's like kind of becoming delusional, mm. you know, like, but, but embodying the abundance rather than the lack. So I wasn't, obviously I was aware of like bills are coming, I need to pay them. So it's not like I wasn't aware of it. But I decided instead of like, oh, all this money is coming out and thinking in a way of luck and really low, I decided to concentrate on the abundance. So um, I created like a spreadsheet and I was tracking, I think it was from Dennis, Dennis Duffield Thomas, you know, like you've mm -hmm. got spreadsheet and you track your physical man money and your value. Mm -hmm. So let's say someone would invite you for coffee. This is not what you paid for. So it's like, so I started to concentrate on what's coming in rather than what's going out. And within a month, literally, I managed to pay off one tenth of the debt straight away. So new opportunities came in, you know, like um, I, I got more opportunities to make money and stuff like that. And I didn't feel I have to sacrifice anything in order to, you know, like have to pay the debt. I was just going with the flow and I was paying what I could afford, even though I did concentrate first few months, especially, you know, like on paying the, as much as I could. And then I just left, um, you know, I increased my monthly payments into that company. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, and then actually because of that change of mindset, 
um, concentrating on abundance rather than on a lack. Mm. Um, I managed to pay off my debt within two years something. Mm-hmm. So, and then now obviously we are into investing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So let me summarize what I heard because I think it's pretty powerful and it's not only for people who have debt. I think it's also for people because I work with people with clients who already have uh, seven figures in the bank and they can still fall into lack mindset. So they have all the money, they could buy whatever they want and they just have like bigger bills or they just question, you know, they don't see it as like, wow, I have that. So I think what you had described like perfectly or powerfully is that it starts inside of you. So um, not only like not looking at, and it doesn't mean that you don't track that. It just means that's not your point of focus. Like what is going out of the bank account? You focus on what's coming in and also what's coming in, not in form of money that I make, But for example, what you said, someone invites you for dinner or someone perhaps like you can, I don't know, like for everyone who's struggling with that, what comes to my mind, like a friend who helps me with support, basically coaching, you know, like someone who talks, gives you some advice and you could say half an hour of support. Yeah, it can be 500 euros. So I think it's beautiful to 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 calculate that and rather think in value and um, um Yeah, and focus on that. And I think you're a powerful example of how that shifts in a matter, like in one month. That does, like, I think that's another important message there. It doesn't, it does not need to take long. Like this shift for you happened in a month. So that's, that's beautiful. Yes. And also, you know, like what you mentioned, obviously, you know, like we track value, but it helped me realize I was asking for like 2K a month and I didn't realize I was actually getting much more than that. As you said, I mean, I got like a free course, which was worth over 2K, you know, and then I've seen like, oh my God, you know, like I'm actually getting in a month much more of it. Fair enough, it was mostly in value. So later on, I wanted to transfer value into financial, physical, financial, obviously. But at the beginning, it's good to actually help to see that you might be getting more than you realize you are. So it was switching my mindset more to see the abundance coming in and, you know, like the value and money kind of financial things coming in rather than it, you know, not being there. And that really helped to like raise the vibration and my kind of mindset and also therefore attracted more opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is the saying like money comes to people who have money or something like that. So that's what you just said, like focusing on abundance brings you more opportunities or it brings you more opportunities and you become aware of them. I think we all have those opportunities and it's not luck. It is like that we have to become aware of them and actually act upon them. So, um, and I also have some a question about uh, uh, around the foundations. Um, however, first a little bit about how you shifted it then into investments, because you could have said, okay, now I'm done. I paid off my debt in two years instead of like 15 years. So all good. Um, and how, like what happened that then you thought like, hmm, what do I do with my money now? How did that go? So for me, and this is the thing, not not consciously at the beginning, because obviously I think it's like Maslow's hierarchy of ideas. You know, when you're on the bottom level, when you are in survival level, when you when you cannot afford to buy food or rent, or you know, pay your rent, it's hard to think being in that fifth level where you think about investments. Of course, you feel, when you're in a survival level, you think about survival. So you know, like it's it's also good for us to not be judgmental about that and realize that even though from the point of now it might look like it's going to take decades 
it's not because you will speed up the process if you start to concentrate on step-by-step in front of you. Because, you know, like even with the, like we said, I could only afford to pay 20 pounds a month originally. But because I started, eventually it all added up and then I was able to pay it all in one go. And my kind of plan, I think unintentionally and subconsciously what I had in mind, okay, I will concentrate first two years on paying off debt. Then next year, because I had no savings, start savings. And then year after, start investments. Um, And this is actually funny enough how it exactly happened. When I look back now, it's exactly how it happened. However, I wasn't attached to it. I wasn't thinking about it every day. It was like I had an intention. I embodied it, became part of me, and then I let it go. Mm, Love that. And I think, you know, quite quite often, especially people in our kind of industry, when they sell, talk about manifesting and law of attraction and so on and so on, um, I don't study much of it, but I do believe you have to first beat to see it. So like we said, you have, to, first have, you have to beat to see it. So for me, you know, like when I wanted to get out of the debt, I had to completely switch my mindset, regardless of what my physical environment on the outside was telling me because it was the opposite of what I was actually thinking. I truly embodied abundance and every day I was practicing it. Not, not consciously, it just became part of me. You know, sometimes we have to do it consciously, stop ourselves like, oh, I'm sleeping again. But for me, it was quite easy. I just decided and then I went with it. It's the same with love, you know, quite often when people look for, I want someone to love me. If you don't love yourself first, how do you expect someone else to show you that which you don't have on the inside? So I think that's quite important to to mention that you have to first be it to, and it will be reflected to you quite quickly. And also in the other way around, right? Like people who then focus on lack, they can easily use uh, lose millions in an in an instant yeah. and go broke. Like that's I think what they say about those people who win millions, like in the in the lottery, but they lose it in like ninety percent lose it in the first year. Yeah, because of that, they can't hold it on a like an energetic level. Like they they are not an embodiment of that money, so it leaves them again. So I think it's powerful also if you want to go like to the next level, to seven figures, to eight figures. It is not so much the strategy and all of that. It is really like, can you embody that? And I would love some more ideas from you. How did you embody abundance? Like, did you have any practices? Like you did the value things or also how you do that now? If you have this idea, I want to invest like 10K, 20K, 100K, whatever. Um, what are parts, what are part of parts of your abundance embodiment? How to embody? It's a big, big question for everyone. How to do that if you like? It's don't. quite funny because people do ask me, like, give me seven steps to X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, no. Like for me, I was like, okay, maybe if if I really thought about it, there are some steps. Obviously, there might be. But for me, I just, what I like to do for me, what's important is make it easy and simplified. Not to be lazy about it, but I've burned out twice. So for me now, it's like about, Easy and simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay. Sometimes people go into this, we call it spiritual masturbation kind of thing, you know, like, oh, let's like do it for next 10 years. What's wrong with me? And let's let's do this and so on. For me, it's just like simple. What I do, I sit down, I decide, embody it, takes a few seconds, becomes part of me, I let it go. No attachment. And then I take 
action according to that. So be proactive, as you said, rather than reactive to it. Mm. Okay. So you basically, I mean, I guess it depends on what um, what you are. Like if you're a visual person, you sit down, you probably visualize yourself doing that. Or like some people use music. I think we spoke about this one. It's like what helps you to, to get into the vibe, use music, use... Um, some people do like to listen to meditation music or affirmations yeah. and like find your way of how you can feel this in your body. Yeah. I would say always, you know, like, like you said, everyone's different. We, we, we are all unique in our own way. So different things can work for different people, as you said, because like for me, when I started this, I remember when I was introduced to affirmations and visualizations and I've done it all. I imagine myself swimming in the money. I imagine myself, you know, like when you've got these visual pictures of you are in a bed and making snow angels, but you do money angels. None of it worked because I didn't believe in it. And this is, you know, something that you cannot overwrite what you truly believe, you know, like, and I really didn't believe it. I was like, I'm doing all these exercises I'm being told to do and none of it is working because I didn't believe in it. So, you know, what I did for me when I decided to concentrate on abundance, I literally was like, this is my focus. So, I would find a penny on the street. And quite often we see, you know, like, oh, it's just copper. You know, like, who cares about one penny? But money doesn't care. Mm. Money's vibration. It doesn't matter if it's one penny or one million. Money doesn't care. It's still money. So if we dismiss what's actually, you know, like someone's giving us a sign, there is money coming to you because you just found something. If you dismiss that, why would life and universe or God, you know, provide for you anymore if you're dismissing it. So money doesn't really care. So for me, whether it was one penny or not, I always concentrated on the abundance. I was like, oh, I found a penny. I was like, thank you very much. And then also like one thing I was also told and I believed for a bit was like spend and you will get more. So of course I was spending, I was spending like there is no tomorrow. However, nothing was coming in because I didn't have the mindset for it. So, you know, like that was obviously also an issue when I got myself into debt and I realized like, no, you have to not spend, but give Mm. with your heart in it. So for example, I, remember when I didn't have lots of money I was walking and I found homeless person sleeping on a bench and I only had an apple and yogurt or something in my bag so I left him apple and I wrote like a note like um you know like gift from an angel you know next to him and I just put it on his bag and left and then funny enough next day I got like extra tip in the music venue, I used, to, you know because I gave from the heart not out of like oh I'm giving because I will I will get more It doesn't work like that. It has to be truly, truly embodied and truly from the heart. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like the the thing, what you said before, like you have to believe it. And this is where people fuck it up, basically. Like they think, oh, I just have to follow this routine or that strategy or this manifestation process. And um, if it's not, if you don't fully believe it, that's the work for you to do. And this is um, basically with the shift you did, I think, like with the decision, I'm going to do it and I focus on abundance. And if it's just like the one cent I find in the street, I'm going to honor that. And if I, and I think um, it's super nice, like this, 
like follow the impulses, like also to, to not dismiss those. Like it's not, don't dismiss the money and also don't dismiss the impulses you get, like the, the ideas, the inspired ideas, because it's not like now, now I go out and give money to every um, homeless person in the street. This wasn't your plan. Your plan, like there was no plan. It was in that moment that you had this inspired idea and you followed it. And then obviously also tracking, like seeing the evidence again, like, yeah, thank you for the abundance. Oh, wow. I gave from my heart. Thank you for the abundance. Like this is at least how I understand it. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so perhaps a little bit more, no, I, I do want to ask the question around the foundations because you said, and um, you have worked with many, many entrepreneurs, you know, many, you read countless books also on financial stuff, on mindset, on everything. Like you're a, like, just amazing how much into depth you go with everything. And um, yeah, you say like a business has to have like different foundations, like spiritual, financial, um, probably strategies, how to keep going. Like, can you, ex can you explain a little bit more around um, business health and how, how to build those foundations? Just some ideas. Yeah. So, you know, like I would say again, like similar to, you know, my story of the debt to, you know, like um, being able now to invest. It's also, like we said, take it in your own pace, you know, and start somewhere because sometimes it's good, you know, okay, I want to be there, maybe back engineer, but you need to start and be okay with starting somewhere. Do not judge yourself on it and just take it at your own pace. I often see people saying, you know, like, yes, but this person is X, Y, Z much faster. Do not compare your beginning to someone's middle or, you know, you can't because everyone's story is a bit different. And quite often what we see, especially online, we don't see what was before that. They might have been, you know, like working on themselves for years prior to where they are now. And quite often people don't understand it. So, um, yeah. Start somewhere. Yeah, start, start, start at your point, you know, like just start and be okay at starting somewhere. And obviously, you know, like you cannot invest if you don't have anything in a pot, let's say. So one good thing um, that's probably really good, you know, like I would recommend to read. I only read it last year, I think it was Profit First. And I actually didn't realize I'm doing it myself already in, in some kind of way, um, intuitively. So for me, for example, what I did, and again, step by step, I could never do it right at the beginning. I heard of this concept of five chars years and years ago. And at the time, I didn't have that mindset. So for me, it was just overwhelming thinking about five chars. So basically, you've got like different like envelopes. If if your parents had envelopes, like this is envelope for bills, this is envelope for um, savings, this is envelope for X, Y, Z. So that was kind of concept for that. And for me, it just felt overwhelming. Like how do you open five accounts straight at the same time? I couldn't do it. So I did it in my own pace. So first, like we said, I got rid of the debts. Then I opened, you know, like I had my, I had my normal account, business account, and then saving account. And obviously the credit card. And then later on I opened, oh, you know, like, so I don't worry where to find money for the tax. I opened the tax account. So every month I've got automated standing order going there. So when it comes to paying taxes, I already have the money and don't have to worry about it. And then I opened the investment account. So again, every month 
I have standing order going there. And when I find something that um, speaks to me and obviously educate myself on it, because I think we always have to educate ourselves on stuff, not to just fall straight into something we don't know what we are doing. And, that, you know, like that account is basically just purely for investments, nothing else, just investments. And last year I opened actually an account for travel and fun. However, obviously with nowadays coronavirus restrictions, we can't do that. But by the time we are allowed to travel again safely, at least I will have enough money. You know, like it's, I'm not going to take money out of my personal account. It will be saved separately. So, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, like um, what I would recommend for people to do is first wealth creation. So first, you know, when you're working on your business or in your business, when it starts to be profitable, it, it's important to think about like um, wealth creation and personal wealth creation later on, because this is, there is difference between having money in your business pot and then also paying yourself. So, you know, like it's a, it's a business is profitable. That's great. So make your business profitable, but also, you know, at the same time, concentrate on creating your personal wealth. Um, and then when you do have enough money, then you can start to think about, okay, wealth retention. Like you said, we know lots of people. We have been across them, you know, I've done it myself, um, where we've got money or don't have money, I was like, oh, let's buy this. And somehow just money disappears. Yeah. Out of interest, I actually went recently into my saving account. I didn't realize I opened it in 2010. And eight years later, I'm not kidding you, Lydia. I had one pound on it. <laughs> one pound after eight years, because I was constantly doing what I was used to doing. 50 pounds in. 50 pounds out because I need to pay my bills, because I need to pay my X, Y, Z. I didn't realize I was doing it. I was shocked when I looked into it. I was like, wow. So, you know, like you really have to be determined whatever you can afford to put, even if you only start with 10 pounds a month, it doesn't matter. It's the action of it. Start small if you need to. You can always increase later. But my focus was, and I would recommend this is the account only for savings. Do not touch it. It's not going to be touched. It's not going to be moved around. And then you will start to see it accumulate and get bigger. And it's going to bring you, you know, like joy and celebration. So, yeah. So I would recommend, you know, have focus, be proactive and concentrate on increasing your wealth. So wealth creation, wealth retention, and once when you've got that, wealth leverage. Mm -hmm. And this is where you probably will go into investments and, you know, diversify your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super interesting. And um, I think you also once mentioned that to me that many businesses don't take proper care of that. And I think this is especially like smaller businesses, um, like so many of them are not in the, the black numbers. And I think it's very important. And yeah, many people like to put their heads into the, the sand instead of addressing it. So I think um, what you said, like also this idea, just start small, like even wherever you are with your business right now, whatever level you're on, so many people, as we said, 
make seven figures, eight figures, and they are still in red numbers. So it doesn't mean how much you make. It is really about wealth creation and wealth retention. And then later on leverage and start small. And if it's just 10 euros a month and, um, Especially that book, I'm also going to put it into the comments, the Profit First book. It also changed a lot for my business. It changed a lot for the business um, I built with my parents, the art gallery, because it shifts the focus away from, yeah, it shifts the focus on like basically the principle of paying yourself first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we always think about, oh, where are our responsibilities, i.e. bills, our team members, you know, we need to pay and so on and so on. But where are we? Yeah. If you do not take care of yourself first, how can you take care of everything else? Yeah. So it's good to keep in mind, you need to pay yourself first and then you can think about different, you know, different things. Yeah. 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 Um, and I have like just two questions left. Obviously, it would be super interesting to go more into like money mindset and all of that. Like you could talk for ages. Um, the one thing is that we already spoke about that, like basically for a long time, you followed the path of not being active yourself. I know you worked amazing jobs. You you are amazing at what you do. And you have been like um, to other coaches, for example, like in assistant roles. And you basically run like business of other people. And um, um, how did you like all the time, all the past basically 20 years or 15 years since you you came, you basically came to, to the UK with the idea of like, I want to have something different for my life. And then you know, the time passing, you're not doing a lot about it. Um, how have you kept this, this spark alive? And I'm asking because I know many people out there, like there are many people who procrastinate a lot and they, like, what can you, what can you tell them to keep the flame alive and the, the vision alive or bring it back to life? Yeah. So it's interesting because like, as you said, obviously I fell into it as well when I was still working, you know, <laughs> I think I always had, even my mom said, I will never be good working for someone else because I just had that kind of personality. And I think I always knew I wanted to create something for myself. Um, but over the years, obviously, when you work for someone, when I was in Germany, work for someone, you know, then, you know, I, I was up here, then in, in the UK, then I was working in music venue. So yeah, you start to get more kind of employee mindset but I still had this kind of, I could feel there was like a, how would you say, this repentancy, you know, between where I was yeah. and what I felt on inside. It was slowly killing me. I still remember writing like little notes, you know, like, please rescue me from here. I hate this. Uh, but I wasn't doing anything. So, you know, like eventually I had to realize it's up to me. And I did get lost a bit into slowly not being myself. And I really felt at some point like I completely lost, um, as if I lost myself, my soul. And it wasn't me. It was just like my body, but I was out of it. Like kind of, you know, I just didn't feel like being me. And I had to really step back and think about like, hold on, what do you want? Whether it's hard or easy, where do you want to be? You know, regardless of what what is your situation in that stuff. So I think it's always good to reconnect with yourself so if you need to step back rather than having all this noise of other people around you it's sometimes good especially for us introverts to step back you know maybe take time off for yourself and just sit in quiet and just think about like really go deep down because sometimes we forbid ourselves to dream 
because we don't think it's for us. So we just get okay with what's given to us. But then we feel unhappy, unfulfilled, misaligned, and we start to feel depressed. And, you know, and I was, you need to know how do you want to feel and then Mm -hmm. take steps forward to that. Mm -hmm. And just because you might be working for someone or with someone, you keep your own individuality, you work on yourself. Need to you need to realize that you are still your own individual, and when you connect your heart and really listen to yourself, the more and more you will feel connected to your inner world rather than to someone else's world, if it makes sense. So you can still work with someone or you know do JV partnerships or work for someone, but you are your own person, you know, like work towards what you truly want and then focus and follow your own path, not someone else's path. Mm. I love that. It's basically also this embodiment thing about abundance before, and now you embody basically your vision, and then it can come much quicker than what other people would think, and follow your own, yeah. like Yeah, you stay your own person, you know, like um, quite often it's like we give ourselves away to, to something or someone else. However, we need to realize that it's like we're splitting our wholeness into parts. So how can you become whole again? Because, you know, like if you give part of yourself away, it it might start to feel like something's missing. Yeah. So just bring that part back into yourself and really follow like what you truly wish to achieve in life. Mm-hmm. And that's fine if someone's working always for someone else. That's fine. We are all different, you know. It's, it's, it's completely okay. It's just... For me, I always knew I wanted to create something for myself. Yeah, Some, and something bigger. And as we said, like a ripple effect in other people's lives. I love that. And um, the last question or the second last question, um, like you already mentioned this, being an introvert and taking really the time for yourself and focusing on what I do I want instead of getting lost in the lives and the ideas of other people. What what are just some more tips and thoughts for introverts, for highly sensitive people, for empaths, how to, how to stay aligned with your own path, how to build wealth, like whatever. Like, are there any specific tips and tricks you have for, for this population? For, for this population, I mean first of all, I, I would say what helped me is that I used to always think that being an introvert is a disadvantage. And therefore I thought, you know, it's harder for me to, you know, like, oh, be on the stages and be visible and so on and so on. And that's not true. You know, like as we need to tap into our, if we introverts and empaths and sensitives, we've got so many gifts and when we start to see them as a gifts, um, quite often if we don't, um, I mean, I know some people, um, some family members, you know, they are really highly sensitive. However, they are not embracing the gift of it. They are projecting and therefore they are practicing the shadow side of being sensitive rather than embracing it as a gift and actually realize it's making them more special because, well, not special, but unique in their own uniqueness. So as an introvert, what I did, um, I would say as an introvert, really, rather than giving your power away, like really, it's nearly like sucking back into yourself. 
and work on yourself, like listen to your body, what you need to do to strengthen your own vibration. Because when you do, and quite often as, you know, empaths, people are like latching, they, we can feel people. However, if your vibration is really high, mm. those lower vibrations have no way to latch onto mm. you. They cannot hook on you or cord on you. It's not possible. Yep. So, you know, like, unless you allow something to affect you, it's mm. not going to affect you. Mm. So, and I didn't know that back then. I, I would, you know, walk into the room and suddenly I would feel super angry or super sad. But because it was such a big difference to how I just felt a second ago, mm. I knew it wasn't mine, it was someone else's. So I was like, okay, this is not mine. I stopped identifying myself with that. Mm. Yeah. There is a difference if it's really subtle, you know, sometimes we do really think it's mm. ours and it's not. So we just need to look into it and look like, is this mine or might it be someone else's? Mm. And I mean, there are exercises if people want to go as spiritual or as energetic as they want to, you know, like with introverts, quite often is about recharge yourself. If you always give, 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 we need to often recharge. It doesn't mean that we don't like being around people, you know, like we both introverts, we like to connect deeply meaningful connections but I also need to step back and recharge you know my I love my own space I love peace and quiet and then I feel recharged and I'm okay to go into the world again otherwise the world's not gonna get bust out of me because yeah there, there will be like the shadow sides of my introversy coming out like leave me alone <laughs> um and I would also say look into your life and that goes for money and anything else, declutter. And I'm in physical space, financials, you know, what you need to let go of limitations, if there are any limitations in your mind, limiting beliefs, people. Surround yourself, you are approximate of five people you spend your most time with. And it's the same for your wealth. Mm. What I once heard, and that actually was like, oh, interesting. Who do I spend most time with? Your net worth is similar to approximate of five people you spend more, most time with. Um, so look at people you surround yourself with. If people bring you down and it's making you feel worse, then, you know, look for people who will empower you and who will, who will cheer you on, who will support you. And that will also help you to raise vibration. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so much gold in there, dear Tatjana. And uh, we are coming to an end because of the time of one hour usually. Um, so much in there. Um, I don't really want to pick a specific topic. I would just love like your your biggest takeaway for the audience, like the, the one or the three last big tips you want to give. Like what do, what do you want the, to leave the audience with? As in, as a any specific kind of question or just... Just in general, like your last thoughts, tips, tricks. Just to summarize. Um, okay, so we could probably go into um, what can help, you know, like when we really struggle into going to the next level, regardless, like we said, regardless if it's money, relationships, you know, um, introvert, you know, being an empath and stuff like that. So definitely look into declutter you know, and we're talking about, again, people, you know, mm -hmm. limiting beliefs and stuff like that. Then, you know, like 
decide what you want and concentrate on that quite often. And it can be helpful to have goals away from because I first started, oh, I don't want to be in debts anymore. Mm. But then I started to concentrate on a goal towards to. They are much more empowering. Where do I want to be? So, you know, like declutter, then decide what you want and focus and take inspired action, as you mentioned, inspired action towards what you wish to have, towards your dreams, towards your goals and surround yourself with positivity. So people who will, you know, like really lift you up, see opportunities rather than, you know, the lack of it. Yeah. And be intentional Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And be ready to receive it as well, because quite often, like you said, people are not ready to receive, so they dismissed it. So if the door is closed, how can something come to you? And like I said, beat to sit. So we have to first beat, truly embody it, don't overcomplicate it, you know, like there is no need to overcomplicate it. Just naturally feel it. You can do, some people, like you said, can do dance. Some people do Tantra, some people do meditation, some people go to nature, some people, you know, do visualizations, whatever works for you, whatever helps you to embody that of which you wish to be more of, then do that. Because quite often we work from, oh, when I have this, then I can do that and then I will be dead. And we need to actually swap, be and have and think about who do I need to be more of today? so that I can do, so that I can have. I love that. Perfect last sentence from Tatjana. (laughs) And it was lovely talking to you. I'm going to put your Clubhouse handle because Tatjana now loves to speak on Clubhouse (laughs) and um, her Facebook um, page into the show notes. So feel uh, feel free to connect with her. She's a very empowering human being. Feel free to ask for her services. Feel free to to listen to her advice on Clubhouse. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it was wonderful having you. Until the next time. Thank you. Bye. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia.